Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. Super excited today to do an episode that I talk about all the time. When you're on the show and I'm talking to people and I say, God, I can't wait to do this again. Let's catch up again. Today we're doing that. And I'm going to do a lot more of that coming up. We're speaking with Nathan Gifford, who is the owner at Prime South Meats and Gifford's Bacon. We catch up with him after uh, we last spoke on April the 12th of 2020 and just kind of find out what he's been up to, what he's been doing. And uh, it's a great, great conversation. I cannot wait to share it with you. Hope you guys are all doing okay out there. I know that this has been a very, very stressful time. Um, One of the things that we're doing, we have something called Brandon's Book Club. And Brandon's Book Club is out there to hopefully help you, hold you accountable to get you reading books. And this month's book is called The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Let me tell you, one of the aspects that we're dealing with, and I was interviewed for a podcast the other day called, um, so you think you want to run a restaurant. And one of the questions that they asked me is, what do you think one of the difficulties is right now in the industry? And I said, I think that you've got a bunch of people who pre-pandemic had really great teams. We worked together. We trusted each other. We knew what was going on. And everybody on those teams was solid. You go into a pandemic, restaurants have to close. Some of those people went to different places. Some of those people left the industry, but now we're, we're back and you've got a bunch of new teams. You've got a bunch of new people working together. And I think a lot of people are like, why is this not as fluid as it was before? And it's because you have new personalities and new people and you have to rebuild that trust. In this book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team by Patrick Lencioni kind of discusses all of those things and gives you kind of a roadmap on how to get out of it. So join me with it. Go to Facebook and join uh, Brandon's Book Club. And from there, we're going to be discussing all these topics. The end of the month, we're going to do a Zoom call. I'd love for you to be on the Zoom call. We're going to talk about restaurants and how these teams make a difference and how we can get better as teams. So if that's anything that you're experiencing right now, and if it's a service team, if it's a bartending team, if it's a management team, if it's an executive level team, doesn't matter what team it is, you've got to be able to get along and you've got to be able to trust each other and have attention to detail and attention to results and have healthy conflict. It's okay to have conflict, but you've got to have healthy conflict. I just finished reading the book uh, Thursday and I absolutely am going to read it again because there's just so many great pearls of wisdom. We're going to be talking about it at the end of the month with a restaurant spin to it. So we'd love to have you join us for that. Another thing that we do here on the show is we do something called an on-brand. Every episode we start off with like, I try and make it about five minutes where we talk to a different sponsor about what they're doing. I I don't know, I don't get a lot of feedback on this, but one of the things I wanted to, we're not gonna do one today, but what I wanted to do was I wanted to tell you kind of how that happened and what that is. First of all, to do this podcast, as Nathan alludes in this interview, it is a challenge. There's a lot of things that are involved Um, You got to buy the equipment. You got to do this stuff. It takes a lot of time. And so I have sponsors, not because I'm getting rich on it, but because they help me be able to afford to do this stuff, to be able to afford to support 
and get the word out about locally owned and operated restaurants and just the industry to help you guys out. They're a big help. And another part of this is there's a lot of companies out there who do a really great job. And if they walk into your door, they're smaller companies. And I want to get the word out with them. So when you have a company like SuperSource, who I absolutely trust, Jason Ellis is one of my good friends. He's also somebody that works with me and I completely vet every single sponsor before I start working with them. And hearing, you know, all these conversations that I have with them, when I'm talking to Jason Ellis inside the restaurant, he's helping me understand what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. Um, it's amazing. These are these little bits of conversations that I just want to share. So with Cytex, when I'm talking to Cytex, our linen company, about individual ways which I can get the most out of my linens and different types of linens and all the services that they offer with uniforms and, and first aid kits and all that stuff. It's all really good information that I kind of say, man, I wish I could share this with a bunch of people because I'm just so proud of what you guys are doing. That's what the on-brand segment is. Complete Health Partners. What an amazing company that's going to come help you guys um, to offer primary care facilities and telehealth for all of your employees at a fraction of the cost of major medical. You've got no see college of art. If you're out there and you're struggling and you want to get better in your in the culinary world, no see college of art has a brand new culinary uh, classes. And they, I, I want to support that. I want to tell you guys about what they're doing. I want to bring that to light. Um, Spot on is an amazing POS system, but they do so many things more than that. And it's like, you hear the name spot on and these advertisers come talk to you, but I want you to hear from them. I want you to hear from them the small bits and pieces that hopefully answer some of the questions you might have. And uh, Sharpier's Bakery is another one that they're a great local bread baker for 35 years, 35 years. And if you don't know about them, you definitely should. Uh, one of my favorite sponsors is What Chefs Want. And What Chefs Want has been working. Their ultimate goal has been to help locally owned and operated restaurants succeed since day one. Uh, when I worked for them back in 2005, that was their goal. Uh, literally, Ron Trenier, the owner, said, I want to do what chefs want. We want to be the anti-broadliner where they tell you what time you have to order by and you have to split. You It costs so much to do this and you can't buy that by the split. And we don't offer that in this quantity. And he wanted to do everything that the chefs wanted. And I thought that was just the most amazing thing. And they're still doing that to this day. So I ask you this because I want to tell you this because if you're wondering why I do the on-brands, it's really I want to identify areas in which these people can help you in your everyday life inside the restaurants. And then second of all, I tell you this because I'm able to talk to locally owned and operated restaurants and do all of these things through them. They're the ones who are supporting this. I will never take $1 from restaurants. When I go out and eat at restaurants, nobody buys me stuff. I make it very clear that I want to pay when I go out to eat, I want to support locally owned and operated restaurants. And I want to build this community in every single way that I possibly can. So there's just a little bit of backstory as to why sponsorships are important to me. I turn down a lot of sponsorships. Really, people call me and go, hey, I want you to do this. Will you do this? I'm like, I, no, that's not really what I do. And I don't believe in your product. And I wouldn't use it. So I'm not going to I'm not going to stand here and talk about something that I wouldn't use. Uh, I vet all of the sponsors and they're people that I believe in. And I ask you, please go support them. Check them out. Um, if you're, I'm sure you're already using What Chefs Want. They're an amazing company. But if you're looking for a linen company, check out Cytex. And if your dish machine and chemical company is giving you the runaround or the service isn't there, give Jason Ellis a call. He'll come by and just do a um, 
He'll just do an audit for you at SuperSource. If you want to grow, go to Nosy College of Art. Check it out. Do a virtual tour. Um, if you need a bread company, check out Sharpies. If you're looking for health coverage and you don't can't afford the major medical, go to Complete Health Partners and check them out. Um, there's just lots and lots of really cool people out there that want to support this industry, and I'm excited to help bring them to you. So thank you for listening to all of that. Please go support these people who help support me. It means the world. If you want to learn more, check out NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com and click the Sponsors tab. And there's individual links to all of the sponsors. And it tells you a little bit more about all of them right there on that page. So thank you for supporting me. Check out Brandon's book club. You guys mean the world to me. I love doing this podcast more than you even know. I love having these conversations, especially with people like Nathan Gifford, who's just one of the, the most genuine dudes that I've ever met. And I love, um, I'd say in the show, I, I just, I'm just honored to call him a friend. And um, I hope that you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week out there. Enjoy this episode with Nathan Gifford. So we are super excited today to welcome back to the show, Nathan Gifford. He's the owner at Prime South Meats and the namesake for Gifford's Bacon. What's going on, man? Hi. You know, uh, Brandon, you win an award today. You have uh, you have successfully got me up earlier than I have ever gotten up for a podcast <laughs> or an interview ever. Uh, you win yay do i get like a prize i get i get you on the uh, show that's what i get yeah you get to drink coffee with me hey cheers cheers so if you're watching this you can oh dude that mug is money what is that are you rainbows and unicorns man rainbows and unicorns that is the most badass mug i've ever seen i'm a fan I'm a fan of rainbows and unicorns. Me too. Both of those things. So we um we haven't talked. Well, we've talked recently because um I was over at your 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 place. Yeah. Before last, hanging out, kicking it with our friends from Eastside Bond Me, doing full tours, going live, and uh, I excited to have you back on the show. The last time you were on the show was April the 12th of 2020. It's been that long. Okay. April the 12th. Ooh, yeah, pandemic. It wasn't only pandemic. We were right in the middle of quarantine. Like, don't leave the house. Go to the store. And when you get home, take everything out of your car. Wipe it down before you brought it into the home. That type of life. Yeah, completely freaked out. Yeah, shut down. What does that make you... When I talk about that time, what emotions come up? Uh, You know, that was weird. It was one of... It was like a movie, right? Like, um, they all... You know, we were 100% restaurant sales, uh, which means, you know, Gifford's Bacon was not open to the public uh, back then. And I, we would go to work and shut the doors, shut the gate, shut the public out and just do our thing. And, you know, if you would have told me before a few, a month before that, well, all the restaurants in Nashville are going to shut down on the, on the same day, basically, I would have thought, 
wow, you need to take a nap because that's crazy. Uh, and then that's exactly what happened. That's exactly um, what happened. And right after and, a tornado. Yeah, we, we were not affected by the tornado, um, but a lot of our friends were. And so we were able to um, – we helped a lot of our friends use the walk-in. We have some big walk-in coolers at the shop at the compound, and so uh, we were stuffing everybody's stuff into a walk-in that we can fit in. Um, man, it's like the tornado hit like restaurant, the restaurant areas, oh, like targeted the restaurant areas. It was almost Which, like it had, an, had an agenda. Yeah, like it hopped around and hit like Germantown and Main Street and, you know, all those things and uh, all those places. And um, so we had everybody's stuff in our walk-in. And and I was thinking, you know, the tornado, uh, when the tornado was going on, I was like, okay, we get through this, you know, it'll be a couple of days of uncomfortability and then we'll all go back to work and everything will be fine. And then the rumblings of, man, there's something going around. Everybody needs to like, chill out out their house for uh, you know a little while and a little while turned into like a year <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh like a little over a year yeah so, so it's it, i went back yesterday um i made a post i said today's gonna be a beautiful day mow the yard catch up on episodes and i did i listened to my own advice and i went back and i listened to our episode on april the 12th 2020 and I liked it so much that I re-released it yesterday. Just re-released it as a brand new episode so that people could listen to it in advance of this episode because there's a point in the episode that I say, I cannot wait to catch up with you again and let's do this again. I didn't know it was going to take like 15 months, but here we are and... um there's some really interesting stuff that we learned in that previous episode. So I'm going to do kind of just if you're listening to this and you've heard of Gifford's Bacon or you know who Nathan is, but you don't know who Nathan is. I'm going to try and paraphrase some of the, the last conversations. Whew. So you are a uh, you were born. <laughs> I was born. No, you're from you're, you were you're from Oklahoma, right? Yep. Yeah. And you lived in the West Coast, and you, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going really fast through this, you were a chef because you um, you were seven years old, was it seven, or five or seven years old, that you went to school in the morning. Yeah, about seven. There was, there was some, I don't know, I wouldn't say food insecurity, but when you went to school in the morning, um, you were able, if you went early, you were able to get breakfast. And when oh, you there got, was some food insecurity, yeah. Okay, we so were, I, I don't want to say that. I was, we were broke, man. Super when you, broke. Yeah. When you went to school in the morning, that represented to you a level of comfort that, hey, if I go early, I get to eat breakfast. And when you got there, just that smell of bacon and sausage cooking kind of represented to you this level of comfort. And you just always stuck with that. And it was kind of a thing for you. You just always loved bacon. I'm, I'm going really fast through this. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And you wanted I mean, to be a really? chef. You wanted you wanted to be around food and you wanted to be a chef and you did that and you worked all over and you had some mentors and then you were working at the pharmacy in East Nashville where Kristen Berenson um, asked you to make her some bacon. 
you're making yeah. bacon. You said, Hey, I'll make you some bacon. Yeah. So you reached out, you're buying bacon from Tom Neville. Or you're buying some, um, pork belly from, um, Tom. Yeah, Neville. She up with Tom. Yeah. And then you started making her bacon and she really liked it. And then you went over and worked for Sean Brock over at Husk and you were kind of doing the, that all of that over there, but that was a crazy environment. And you said, you know what? This I'm probably not cut out for this crazy environment here. It was a great experience, but I'm going to go do my bacon thing. And Gifford's bacon was born. Am, yeah. I, am I on the right path here? I'm missing a lot. But I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, you're you're right. I was, you know, here's what the thing was, man. I mean, this sounds bad, but I was a terrible employee, uh, most part. For like, there was periods where i was really good at my job like i was a pretty good sous chef and very resourceful but when i say i was a terrible employee i had my head in the clouds i always wanted to work for myself i just didn't know how to do that or didn't have any resources to do that you know um and it just so happened uh we started i started making bacon with my wife nicole and um it just worked out somehow. Uh, I tell people all the time, I'm the luckiest guy in the world, man. I don't know what happened. I just started making bacon for for one chef. Uh, you mentioned her, Kristen. And then one chef turned into two and four. And then here we are. You know, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And let me ask you a quick question. You just said that you were a terrible employee. Um <laughs> Do you have employees now? <laughs> yeah, and they're fantastic. What, what are your uh, expectations? Being a terrible employee and having employees, do you have expectations of them and do you have empathy for like, – uh, what, what is that like yeah. for you? Okay, so at, here's what I try to do as an employer, and I will give a shout-out to Yolanda and uh, Sandra and Richard and all the people that have came and kind of – and gone. Here's what I try to do as an employee or as an employer. I'm sorry. Um, man, they just show up and I, I try to provide like this. I'm not, I'm not a coddler. They, they just do their thing, man. And we have a great time. They're like my family, mm -hmm. man. I would do anything for Yolanda. Uh, like she's been with me since the beginning. She just showed up one day and started working. Like, she was like, Hey, I'm going to work here. And I'm like, cool. And she started taking a break at a certain time and lunch at a certain time and left at a certain time every day. I didn't tell her to do any of those things. She just showed up and started working and then she just never stopped. And if she doesn't want to work there one day, it's totally cool. You know, I want you to be happy. Go do your thing. But I pay them as much as I, I pay them so much like before all this, like, you know, you got to pay workers X amount of dollars or they're not going to work. I never thought about that. I was like, just what do you want? And if I can do it, I'm going to do it. And they're totally happy. And we're like a, a family. And I, I, I treat them like I, I, I try to figure out all the times that I was at like, kind of jacked up jobs that that I wasn't having much fun and I was like okay don't do those things that made <laughs> you know that that world terrible for me and a lot of it was me man some of it were really good jobs that I just kind of screwed up because of the place I was in in my head you know those times in my life um but you know for the most part we have such a 
fun time and positive time at, at the shop. We call it the, the baking compound or the, the Saolin temple. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just, we're just a bunch of friends, man, hanging out, doing our thing. That's all. I don't know. You know, in a, in a world like normally, if you were anybody, if I didn't know you, I would like, I would go bullshit. That's not possible. You can't run a business that way. Da 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 da. And I would, I would, I would call you on that stuff. But now, as I've got to know you, that's who you are. I mean, that's a hundred percent who you are, and it works. And it's, a, it's a whole thing yeah. for you. Like everybody, you see people on online that are like, "Hey, you know, love the homies and fam and all this stuff." And it's like you. You live that like that. You are a hundred percent the most unselfish person I think I've ever met. Like you're just like, hey, can we all That's just hug? That's nice, man. Thank but it's you. true. I mean, everything I've met you, every everything I've done around you, it's just been like you're just like. Hey man, it's all all for the people, man. Let's all share love. That's just what we do, and that's how you run your business. I think it's so unique and um, and refreshing. See, I don't even know that that's. I don't even know that it's unique. Like, um, I just feel super lucky because, you know, from where I came from was. I mean, I was a chef in the early '90s, and I was in places like South Central Los Angeles, the Tenderloin in San Francisco, uh, San Diego by Tijuana. I was in dangerous places. Well, I didn't know they were dangerous at the time. I was having a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> I came from the early '90s. I mean, in South Central Los Angeles in 1992 was in the punk rock scene was dangerous. <laughs> and I was right in the middle of it. And all I knew was chaos my whole life. And something happened where I was allowed to make bacon for a living. <laughs> and I just went, man, I hit the lottery kind of, and it's not like we didn't work for it. I mean, it's just, I feel like I've been given a chance to do things differently than I've always done them. So make the best of it, you know? Um, I don't well, know. I don't yeah. know if this is on brand or where we're going with this, but one of the things in our previous interview that you said was you've been so damn busy and I asked you, what are you going to do over this time when we are in the middle of a quarantine and we're, we're going through all this stuff? And you said, I, I think that this might be like some higher power telling me that I need to slow down. I need to, to <laughs> take a break and I yeah. need to um, do something different, figure out something different. I think that the, the popular term that people have been using is pivot. And <laughs> you said before back then you only sold to restaurants. We really sold right you know, one major purveyor uh, that you were working with what chefs want. And they would sell a lot of the product to restaurants. And you were in a tough place because restaurants weren't open and you still yeah. needed to provide. You had to provide for people. And it was a tough situation. Let's talk about the last year. If you want to hear more about Nathan's story, go back and listen to the other episode because we chronicle his whole life. We go back through all of this, but like, if you yeah. let's talk about the last year and going forward, what you're looking forward to. Well, I, uh, well, I'll tell you this, you know what? I don't even know if I like the word pivot because that 
to me, uh, like says, I'm going to, I do stuff on purpose, right? Like, I'll tell you this, all I do is wake up and have as much fun as I possibly can. And things just work out. Like we, we don't go, okay. At the shop, you know, Andy is my partner and director of operations. And that story is pretty sweet too. I mean, he started off as an employee, a part-time employee, then a full-time employee. And now he's an equal partner in the baking company uh, as much as I am. I just told him, man, stick with me and, and I'll make it work somehow. And it was important to put my money where my mouth is. That's probably even a second. That's probably a third episode where he comes on. That would be rad. Where uh, he is he, awesome. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Um, but I forgot what we were talking about. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I don't just we don't plan this stuff super well. We just go, hey man, what's the funnest thing we can do? And then we do those things. Like a lot of people think of like crazy ideas. Like, you know what would be cool is if we did this. And then they go on about their lives and don't think about it. We do those things. Like, and that's how we do things. You know, I don't know if it's a good business model, but I mean, just have fun with your friends and do really fun things and it'll all work out, man. It'll all be okay. Um, and I forgot what we were talking about, but we were talking about, you know, we had our last interview April 12th going forward from there. You didn't sell the restaurants and then, uh, and then you, you all of a sudden were selling to Kroger's. You got a deal. I read in the paper, a hundred Kroger <laughs> stores were selling Gifford's bacon and yeah. now you were doing, Hey, come down to the shop and buy bacon. And you had a, you know, we had, we, you did a podcast called in the weeds and you had, I mean, you had a lot of stuff going on that was yeah. um, kind of different stuff. I just want to go through some of that stuff and talk about it and see sure what, what's going on and how those things are working and just chat. Yeah. So, okay. Um, you know, Kroger approached us because they were having bacon shortages. All the big companies that they buy bacon from were closed. And so they came to us and was, and were like, um, Hey, can you make as much bacon as possible? How much bacon can you make? And I told them and they were, like, well, that's not very much for us, you know, but just do it. And I was like, cool. And it was never meant to be a permanent thing. Um, it was just to get through the pandemic. And once they were cool, I was cool. And I wanted, you know, we all decided as a company that our uh, place was to sell to chefs and now to the public. So we are back doing that. Um we uh that's where we really belong is selling to chefs and now selling to the general public um so the general public can we just stop by your shop yeah anytime on straight is it straightway straightway, straightway. straightway avenue yeah uh in east nashville you could come by the shop knock on the door and um buy and hang out with us uh i'm there most of the time you know i and then we also uh, throw parties now at the shop. And here's what I want to say about the parties. Um, before the pandemic, I was traveling a lot and doing a lot of events. Like 200 days out of the year, I was gone. And I didn't realize how uh, stressful that was or how hard it was on everybody around me and my body and just, you know, it was really fun because I was doing lots of cool, fun stuff. But uh, 
through the pandemic, it, you know, it slowed me down a little bit and I went, man, we have this really nice space in East, East Nashville, big space. Let's just, uh, invite our friends over and have parties here. And then I don't have to go anywhere. And it's, you know, it's a lot easier. And, um, also, so when we have parties, you know, how it works is like, I'll take Eastside Bon Me, for instance, Eastside Bon Me came in, we don't charge them, we don't charge anybody anything to have a party at our shop. Like, we just invite our friends. And if Eastside Bon Me, like, they came and they uh, charge people, they shut down their shop for the day, and then came to our shop. And they charge people what they're going to charge them. I don't take any of that money. I don't charge people. And then I just open my shop and sell what I'm, you know, we sell what we're going to sell. And that's, that's how we do it. And they're like, what do you don't charge people to be there? I'm like, why would I charge my friends to be at my shop? That's crazy. Like I'm just about having fun, man. And Money will find its way, you know, we'll be okay. It will all make our paychecks. It's fine. So uh, that's what we do now. And as far as a podcast goes, I try to start a podcast, but the problem is I'm not as talented as you are. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, not at all. Um, And it's really hard. I found that it was really hard to do for me. Um, And also when I was talking to chefs, they really, you know, for some reason, they want to talk about themselves a lot. And, uh, you know, I, it's just not not my thing very well. I can be on them, but hosting them. Are, you have a really hard job. <laughs> and I don't like to work that much. So, uh, you know, I'm it's, just uh, It's definitely a labor of love. Yeah. Yeah. So, unicorns. Um, and rainbows. <laughs> unicorns and rainbows no the it's not just about my dream of not working it's about all of us not working together <laughs> amen and having a great time um and that's all i want to do a little so, office yeah. space reference there mm-hmm. i had a i had an employee the other day and i said something like lumberg <laughs> or I, I went yeah i need you to go ahead and come on in on <laughs> saturday and uh and they go What's wrong with you? And I'm like, have you never seen Office Space? And they were like, What's wrong with no. You? And I go, a stroke. You need to go see it. It's, it's weird being like the boss and be like, mm-hmm. go, you should go watch this movie about how much your bosses suck, but it's great. You should go check it out. It's the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. You never look at printers the same way. That's funny. I can't work a printer. Andy, I've never worked a printer in 10 years. Never. Andy really? works everything. Andy, pretty much. So, Andy, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, Anything that goes wrong is usually Andy's fault. And anything goes right is uh, to my credit. So congratulations. Thank you. Uh, It's nice. Yeah. That's why he has half the company because he's like, I'll just take it. Come on, let's go. Yeah, he's fine. (laughs) He's a good dude. So talking about pivoting, we will not use that word. Um, You throw parties. Yeah. And you're, you're, your space is amazing. So Thank I'm going to, I like to announce that whenever you throw a party, I'm going to show up there. I'm going to bring a table. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to post up and we're going to do live episodes. So if you're a chef 
And I met some amazing chefs the other day, and I'm going to be doing an interview with one of them here coming up very soon at the new taco shop coming to East Nashville. Oh, yeah, I know those. I met those guys. They're super nice. Yes. Um, I'm going to tell you about them right now because I, I'm going to get the name wrong if I don't do this the right way. The guy's name was, hold on one second. I'm going to get this here. Hey, this is a great time to take a short break while I'm searching for that name to tell you a little bit about a couple of our sponsors. Sharpier's Bakery has been in business for 35 years. They're making fresh bread for your restaurants and they deliver every single day except for Sunday. They have over 125 different types of bread they can make for you. They will also work on custom bread for your restaurant. So what are you doing buying bread from a broadliner, frozen bread? Buy fresh bread from a local bakery. Aaron Moso is waiting for your call right now at 615-319-6453 or you can email her at sharpies at gmail.com. That's C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S at gmail.com. You can also check them out, look at pictures of all of their products at www.sharpies.com. That's again, C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S.com. I also want to tell you about Spot On Technology. Spot On is the company you need to use for your next POS system. They are offering to you anything that you need. So they're not just a plug and play, we'll come in, create a POS system. You sit down, you identify exactly what features you need. Do you need an inventory system? Do you need back office food cost management? Do you need third party delivery integration? Whatever it might be, they can find a solution for you. Go check them out at nashvillerestaurantradio.com. Click the sponsors tab and scroll down. You can find a link there to give you a discount if you want to join on with Spot On. Or follow spotted underscore by underscore Steve on Instagram. And Steve Colson is another guy that will let you know exactly what he can do to help you out with your POS situation. Any of your technology needs, really, Spot On Technologies is here for you. We are also supported by Complete health partners complete health partners now has mobile vaccines that they're offering if you go this friday to redheaded stranger you get a free taco with your vaccine and uh they're going to be there from 10 a.m to 3 p.m at redheaded stranger in east nashville on june 18th that's 305 errington street in nashville complete health partners are also filling a major need in restaurants right now and that is primary care and telehealth for your staff they're at a fraction of the price of major medical and can be a huge help right now we all know hiring is so tough and offering benefits is something that everybody's looking for and sometimes if you're a locally owned and operated mom and pop spot you just can't afford it they have found the solution to your problems. So go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com, click the Sponsors tab, scroll down and find Complete Health Partners, click the link and get a hold of Christian Ruff today. They will get you set up and uh, we are honored to have them as sponsors. And if you yourself would like their mobile vaccine unit to come give vaccines, you wanna offer up something to have them come to your place of business, just send them an email at completecare at completehealthpartners.com.
Jeremy Young is his name. And he is going to be Tootsie Lou's Tacos. Yeah. It's going to be coming to the wash. And, and, you know, I'll tell you this real quick. They're going to do a pop-up at our shop. I forgot what day, um, but it's in July. Uh, Oh, no, I remembered. It's two days before my birthday. My birthday is July 26th. it's twenty fourth. Yeah, the twenty fourth. They're doing a pop up at the uh, the bacon shop. So Tootsie Lou's tacos are coming to East Nashville in the Wash, and they will be doing a. Um, they're going to be doing a pop up with you at your your shop on the twenty fourth yeah. of July, and uh, mm-hmm. he's going to come on the show. We're going to talk all about his stuff, but. Nice. It's so fun if you're if you're into the the scene if you're in East Nashville if you're not in East anywhere you are, follow Gifford's Bacon on Prime South Meats. Go to whatever social media you have and follow Nathan also. And then when these things happen, he's going to post about them and let you know. You also have one coming up soon with Julio Hernandez, uh, which everybody knows him now as as Mais de la Vida. Yeah, I can never say that. Um, Andy speaks fluent Spanish, and he makes fun of me. Because I can't, I Let's can't do that. Very well. that one coming up? Uh, that is Friday, June eighteenth, between four p.m. and eight p.m. And uh, Fat Belly Pretzel is going to be there, and nice. Living Waters Brewery. I think that's the name of the brewery. Living Waters Brewery will be there, um, and we're going to have a really nice time. And you can buy stuff from us, and you can hang out and uh, eat tacos. I'm sure there's going to be tacos. And uh, that's what we want to do, man. We want to support our friends. That's all I want to do is is support everyone else. You know, um, that's what you're supposed to do, I think. And I, I don't know if enough people do that. I, well, I think we have a similar goal. Yeah, you. Yeah, man. You know, we want to support locally owned and operated people that are in our community that are you know, live, work, and support people in our community like you. I mean, you're one of those people that you employ people in the community. You're hosting these events just to support local people and support yeah. support the homies. Hashtag support the homies, right? Yeah, yeah, man. I, I just, you know where I got that? I think I got that a little bit of that from, uh, from Sean Brock. Um, he does a lot to help people. And I was, I, t- I was talking to him one day and he was like, I don't know something about charity. I don't know why charities got brought up, but he was like, you got to give to charity. dude. What's wrong with you? And I was like, Oh, I never really thought about it. So, cause I was busy building a baking company. And then, so I just was like, after that conversation, I just completely like, dude, help other people. What's the matter with you? And, uh, so I did and I started doing that and, uh, it's really fun. Uh, and also, when the bacon company started taking off, it started to become a little popular. And I was talking, uh, people were asking me the same questions over and over and over again. And I just started talking about other people. I got kind of tired of talking about myself. And so now all we do is just try to have fun and uh, support the homies. So let's talk about fun. Fun is mm-hmm. charcuterie. Ah, charcuterie, yeah. Am I, is there a smile on your face? Are we looking for fun now? Is this fun? <laughs> yeah, so bacon is charcuterie. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's talk about it. What is charcuterie? 
Um, I'm so, talking about people that don't know. We have people listening. It's like, I hear the word charcuterie, but like, I don't know what it means. So if you break it up, char uh, means flesh or meat, you know, and, and kut is uh, cooked. So cooked flesh. So it's a, uh, it's a branch of cooking that uh, focuses on preserving meat. Um, and bacon is one of those items. And here's the thing. I want to start by saying this. I want to pre- preface this whole conversation with just saying it out loud. It's okay to eat meat. And not only is it okay, you, in my opinion, you should eat meat. And so that being said, you should, if you're going to eat meat, uh, there's a quote by a guy named Fergus Henderson, an English chef. Uh, who kind of pioneered the nose to tail eating. Um, He said, if you're going to bonk an animal over the head, it's quite uh, impolite not to eat the whole animal. Right. Yeah. And so I've always, you know, I've been a butcher for a long time and used all the parts of the animal in every way you can use it. When I started the bacon company, I only made bacon because I can only afford to make bacon and I didn't have a space to do other things with the animal and now we do and so it's i think it's our responsibility to honor the death of an animal by using all of it in any in the most glorious way right sure so the new chapter of giffords is focusing on doing those things and making uh you know here's the thing i would i'm going to go i go to farmers and processors and talk to them and they've got all these parts like pork liver and the heads and you know pig's feet all these things stockpiled in their freezer right because nobody's using them they want restaurateurs uh and i'm not going to talk bad about anybody man because we've all had a had a rough go at it and there's no negative talk here it's just we've been conditioned to wish that the pig was only made of pork chops and belly and wished that a cow was only ribeyes and fillets you know, and fillets there's other parts to an animal and half the time they're scared to use them because a they don't know how to do that and uh b they they've done the same thing for so long they're scared to shake things up especially when they're barely making money in the first place and, so and I, I want to help with that a little bit. And I will yeah. tell you that throughout the holidays, if you're one of those people that knows how to use the other parts of a cow or the other parts of a pig, during the holidays when pork chops, fillets, and ribeyes go skyrocketing because that's what everybody wants to use. If you're savvy and you can use those other parts, you can make a ton of money and you can you can also save yourself yeah. a lot of money by purchasing the other parts because all these cows, only one... One filet and the ribeye, you get so much out of yeah. one cow, and there's the rest of the cow. In the holidays, everybody wants those two cuts. So if you can do stuff with the rest of it, you can do really, really well. Absolutely. And, you know, listen, everybody's talking about the skyrocketing costs of meat. The sky, the prices that are skyrocketing are things like ribeyes and strips and filets and pork chops and bellies. All the other parts are practically free. You just have to know how to use them. Yeah, and, and so we thought at the baking company, we thought, okay, this would be cool because I started talking to chefs and they're like, man, we're so shorthanded. 
that we don't have time to make pate and croutes or galantines or things that take a really long time. We don't, I'm the only one here in some cases, or like I have me and a helper. So how we thought we could help and be of service to people around us is we've come up with a list of charcuterie items, or we're going to do custom charcuterie and I'll go to my chef buddies and say, Hey man, uh, we'll make a menu of charcuterie for you. We'll make the stuff. You can put it on your menu and we'll show you where you can make money and we'll make the stuff for you. And that way you can have charcuterie, but not have to worry about who's going to make it and pulling somebody off the grill to make, you know, some of these things. And I think it's a really good idea and it's really fun, you know, or just another way to support you glorifying the animal. I mean, another way to support um, and throw something really cool in your menu that you typically wouldn't have on your menu, introducing people to new stuff and yeah. supporting local all at the same time. Um, let's talk about pate for a second, if you don't mind. Sure. What is it? <laughs> well, um, okay. I'll give you an example. Um, and, and then I'll apply it to how you can, how you can do this at your restaurant. Um, you know, I tell people like country pate to someone who absolutely has no idea, has never seen anything. It, it's like fancy meatloaf, man. You know, you, 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 uh, you sometimes can emulsify, uh, meats or put it in different textures and put it in a terrine, uh, a mold and put it in the oven in a water bath and, or wrap it in bacon and put it in a, in a mold and put it in a water bath. And what comes out is this beautiful, like meatloaf, like, like thing. And what you've done, uh, take a liver, take a pate and croute that's that, but wrapped in dough. And inside of it is like a cylinder of liver mousse. And it's beautiful. And what you're eating is pork liver, you know, and, and head and all the and feet and, and pig ears and all these things that uh, normally by themselves would be like, oh, I don't know if I want to eat that. But when you put it together in a certain way, it's beautiful. It's like the most beautiful. It's like a piece of art. And what you've done when you've made that is one, elevated the dining experience. You've elevated a customer's experience. You've saved money because all those things to make that are really cheap. Uh, and you've helped a farmer buy stuff that's in his freezer. All in one dish, all in one dish, you've basically saved the restaurant industry and you've saved a farmer's life all in one dish. Just one dish. And if you don't have time to do it, call me and I'll do it for you. And that's what we're, that's all I'm saying. And it, I would rather do that. It's kind of like putting my money where my mouth is, than go around to all these restaurants and tell people that and then show them how to do it. Cause that's a fight that's bigger than me. Right. So the best thing I can do is just make those things and give them to them at a good, a reasonable price where they can make money. And we all win. It's a win for everyone. You know, it reminds me in Anthony Bourdain's book, Kitchen Confidential, he talks about a couple different things. But one one story changed my life forever about 10 years ago when I read this book. And he said that he was in he was in France and they're on a boat and they went out into the bay and then the the tide went out 
and the boat just sat on dirt. The tide went out, the boat just sat there, and they got hop- the guy hopped out of the boat, pulled a bunch of oysters, and he said, hey, who wants an oyster? And everybody was like, I, I'm good. Thank you. No, I'm good. And Anthony said, yeah, I'm in. Let's try one. And the guy right there on the boat opened the oyster, and he ate it. And he goes, it was one of the most amazing things I've ever eaten in my life. And he goes, and I normally wouldn't do that, but I just, something about it. And he talks about the first person to ever eat an oyster and all this stuff. And I kind of thought, man, how many opportunities in life do we miss because of some sort of a preconceived notion about what something is? And I feel like yeah. when it comes to pate or um, pig's feet, ears, head, all that stuff, people go, I'm never eating that. And you go, yeah. how, how do you know that it doesn't, taste amazing how do you know that what you're eating isn't the best tasting thing you'll ever eat in your entire life and chances are it probably is but you just have this preconceived notion as to i'm not going to eat that and i love that you're taking these items and you're you're creating this this pate and um and it's delicious i ate it a couple weeks ago when i was at your 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 shop for the the party and man it is it is really freaking good yeah thank you yeah we have a really good team and uh everyone's pretty talented up there but here's the thing i mean i've never been to france i'm from the hood you know what i mean like it's not like i have this secret because i trained in france and i'm the only one that can do this i mean nowadays you can learn how to do this but if you just don't want to or don't have the time or can't do it we, m- me and our team uh, can do it for you. But yeah, all these things are like, there's more to life than chicken breasts. There's more to life than even pork chops and even bacon, you know. Um, there's a whole world out, that, you know, of, of food. And I just want people to try it. And here's the thing. I can't teach everybody everything. All I can do is do get up and do really cool things and somehow, and if you want to come along with me, come on, you know? So if somebody wants to come along with you, all they yeah. really have to do is show up to one of your parties. So this Friday from four to eight with Maya's yeah. De La Vida, um, you've got Fat Belly Pretzel and uh, Beer Company. Which one was it? Living Waters. Living Waters Brewery. Yeah. Okay, they're going to be there this coming Friday from four to eight, and hopefully I will be there too. And uh, you can try all this stuff, right? So if someone wants to come in and try the pate, they can yeah. come in and you'll have samples ready for them, right? Yeah, so yes, we will. And also, we're at the East Nashville Farmer's Market every Tuesday. Shout out to Rebecca Boynton. Um, and here's why we're at the East Nashville Farmer's Market. Some people told me like, Hey man, what are you doing at the farmer's market? Are you taking a little bit of a step backwards? You know, well, you know, it's, well, first of all, it's silly to say, right. Yeah. Like, but, uh, here's the thing. I was like, no way. First of all, you're supporting the community. Yeah. And also I'm in a parking lot in East Nashville eating, uh, pate and crew which I think is so awesome. Like <laughs> I told, so we're, we're testing out all the charcuterie items at the East National Farmer's Market. So the public has a chance to come on Tuesday from 3.30 to 
at the East National Farmers Market and buy slices of pate and crude and duck galantine and bacon and all these things. And we use Cliff Davis's pork and, you know, Bill and Leanne Cherry's uh, pig heads and Karen Overton's ducks. You know, all these we support all these farmers. You can come to East Nashville, buy this thing. I told a customer who was on the fence about buying some charcuterie at the East Nashville Farmers Market. I go, hey, man, this thing that you're picking up took me five days to make. And if you don't want to buy it, I will sit right here in this parking lot and eat it and know that I'm eating the best thing anyone's made in Nashville in a parking lot under a tent. I don't care if you buy it or not, man. Uh, I'm just going to sit here and have a great time. And uh, they kind of joined the party after that. After they, it, you know, I kind of knocked down that insecurity a little bit and was like, hey, dude, I'll, I'll sit here and have a great time. <laughs> uh, you don't have to twist my leg. Um, so, yeah, there's ample opportunity to buy charcuterie from us or try it. We always are selling hot food out there, too. So I had pig ear sandwiches out there yeah. two weeks ago. And like 50 people came to eat a pig ear sandwich for the first time. And I was selling them for two bucks. And why so cheap the first time? Uh, because I want people to try it, right? If I was if I was charging 12 bucks for a pig ear sandwich and they've never had it before, chances are they're not going to buy it. Nope. So again, put your money where your mouth is. Give it away, you know, just about is like two bucks and try it and then when people were trying it they were like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever ate and i'm like <laughs> yeah man i know uh like, so get out of your own head and try something you know <laughs> it doesn't have to uh, just be yeah getting out of your own head is very important i should listen to that advice sometimes um but yeah just try it you're gonna like it i promise and uh if you don't it was basically free anyway so it's fine. You know, it's all good. What do you do when you're not making bacon and uh, pate and duck guillotine? What do you do in your personal time? Like, what's your, your wife, Nicole? What do you guys oh, do? Hang out? So do you have children? Yeah. Uh, when I'm not working, I don't know. It's like I don't really think of work in the context of, you know, I work from these hours to these hours and then I go home and I do these things. Um, you know, it's just what I do, like breathing, eating, hanging out with my dogs, hanging out with my wife. Um, during, I will tell you this. Um, a couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with peripheral neuropathy. It's a nerve uh, disease. It's progressive. There's no cure. And um, it, it kind of it does it slows me down a little bit you know sometimes i have to do i have to take care of myself a lot better than i wasn't very good at taking care of myself when i was younger and um so uh you know i have to do certain things um that i didn't do before and it's all good um it's kind of like, yeah. well i'll tell you this um there's quite a few ways you can you can get peripheral neuropathy. Um, mine, uh, you know, came from uh, from drinking, you know, alcohol. Okay. And I'm super sober now. Pretty pretty sober. Yeah. Um, pretty sober. 
Yeah. Oh, well, I don't drink alcohol. That's for sure. Um, you smoke weed? Uh, you know, the thing with uh, the thing, I don't smoke weed. Uh, I was never a big pot smoker. I was too much of a drinker. It really messed with my with my having a good time. It made me all spinny all the time. And yeah, uh, but uh, you know, I did it. I just, I, I was a, I was a drinker. I was a pure drink, you know, and I, I, in the nineties, you know, it's different than now. Like as a chef in the nineties, we partied as much as we worked, probably more so. Um, and it was just one of those things, man, that we did. I had a really fun time, and I don't regret any of it. Um, it was, it's, and it's not even like, okay, I was this guy, and now I'm this guy. Like, I'm still having as much fun as I did back then. It's just in a different way, a little bit, you know. And um, yeah, neuropathy is weird, and some days I don't like it, and it. So if I can't come to your event or if I if I check out a little early, it's not because I don't like you. It's that sometimes I have to rest a little bit. Sure. Um, and my thing was, oh, man, when I quit drinking, I'm never going to I won't be able to be a chef. I mean, there wasn't when I quit drinking a long time ago, there wasn't the acceptance there is now of not drinking. It was a big deal to not drink and be a chef, you know, and it was super uh, I didn't like it very much, you know, making that decision. It kind of it was made for me uh, by the world. Uh, the world was tired of me drinking, I think. <laughs> and uh, and so we we closed that chapter. And but you know what? Now my life is like a million times different. But I was having fun then and I'm having fun now. And that's all I can say, you know. So that's a and me, too. I mean, I'm almost. Uh, Two years. Oh, over be two years. For me. Uh, how long have you been sober? Uh, just over ten. Just wow, ten nice. and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's been been a while, man. Um, I had this. I was I one this. of those guys. I had to, man. I was I was the loudest one in the crack house. You know, uh, <laughs> I it wasn't it wasn't hideable. You know. No, I I believe me. Yeah. I, I thought that it, I was. I got into the industry and it was because everybody that I looked to my left and looked to my right and everybody was just like me for the first time in my life and going out drinking with everybody hanging out all of the insanity that ensued was just part of the culture was part of everything and then there was a time that I went <coughs> I was so afraid that if I stopped drinking then I wouldn't be able to be I would be kicked out of the club or that people wouldn't yeah. I couldn't hang with people anymore and then all of a sudden I realized that Hey, when I stopped drinking, like all these amazing doors opened for my life. Like just all of a sudden I went, oh my gosh, I didn't have to do that at all. All those years. I'm so, yeah. I don't have to be hung over ever again. I don't have to spend yeah. all that money. I, life is so much better. It's, it's so kind of crazy. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I had no idea. I was, I felt like I was born to drink. I was born to party. I was and that's who I was as a human being is a drinker, a partier, but I was so much more than that. I just didn't allow those parts of me to come out and because I was too busy drinking and I'm not saying you should stop drinking. Uh, anyone can, you should do, I'm off the debate team is what 
I've been, I'm not a member of the debate team. I want you to have as much fun as you possibly can because I, I am having a lot of fun. And uh, I, I have a lot. Everybody I know drinks for the most part, uh, except for a couple of people. And uh, go, go get it, man. Have a great time. Uh, I got nothing against kinda, alcohol. You know, no, I'm not against anything. No. As a matter of fact, I'm pro a lot of things that people probably aren't. But um, I just want everybody to have a good time and enjoy their life and have as much fun as I'm having because I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, I'm not on the debate team. I don't want no. you to quit drinking and that stuff, but I do, I do want to represent a positive image for not drinking. If you're one of those people who's on the fence and finds themselves waking up with a lot of regret and a lot of shame and a lot of things going, but I just can't like you can, I want to be somebody that can, that can tell you, you can have just as much fun without all of that. And it's actually, it can be more fun um, for, for the, for some of us. I mean, not for everyone, yeah. but for some of us, I want to be a positive influence on people that go, Hey, you know what? That guy can do it. And he represents having a good time without having to drink. I'm going to give that a shot. And I, I would love for, if, if I wanted, I, I don't want you to do that. I just want to represent somebody that is doing that. So you can see that and go, yeah, I could do that too. That's a really good attitude. I, I, I haven't really thought of it that way. I'm just, you know, uh, for me, again, it wasn't because I wanted, I mean, I had to, I mean, I was going to stop drinking because that was the end of the story, the end of that chapter for me. But, uh, I mean, I spent my whole life growing up in the punk rock scene. I mean, I was a homeless punk rock kid who loved to go to jail and do drugs I had a really great time. Uh, and it wasn't like, you know, I mean, I was having a great time for the most part. And now I really like to do what I'm doing now. So it's amazing. Uh, uh, it's it's really cool. Yeah. And What's the best uh, show you ever saw. What is it? Oh, the best. Oh, my. That's a that's a really good question. Um, uh, let's. You know, there was no effects at Liberty Lunch in Austin, Texas. For those of you from Austin, Texas, uh, you can tell when somebody's lived in Austin, Texas for a long time because there's a punk club called Liberty Lunch. And it was back in the 80s. Uh, and and uh, now it's no longer there. And so if you were pre-Liberty Lunch, then you were from Austin, Texas. You know, that was a long time ago. I saw Agent Orange in San Francisco. I saw Rancid at their height in, uh, in 94 in Denver, Colorado. Nice. That was, that was pretty, pretty gnarly. There was like eight pits going on at once, one time. So you, were uh, you like, eight, were you a mosh pit guy? Were you in the pit? Uh, I, I was when I was younger. This is, I'm laughing because I had this conversation with my wife yesterday. It was like, there's <laughs> a show that's coming up. I, I can't remember who's playing, but in November. And I was like, I'm only going if there's a VIP section with chairs, right? Like, <laughs> so I can sit down. This is, this is me at 40, 46, you know, with neuropathy. I'll, I'll use the neuropathy card on this one. And I was mm -hmm. like, man, I can't stand it. My nerve, you know, my feet, my, my, you know, and my wife was like, no, no, you want to sit in the VIP section 
and be in the air conditioning. When I was younger, I wanted to be right in the middle of it, in the front row, in the pits. I mean, you know, that's just now I'm like, uh, where's the, uh, excuse me, where's the VIP uh, donut bar? And uh, <laughs> is there sparkling water? You know, uh, I saw, I saw rancid at Lollapalooza and I think it was like 95, uh, 95, yeah. 96. And they played right before Rage Against the Machine. And uh, I was uh, in the front row. I made my way through the pit during Rancid, through <laughs> the pit, up to the very front to see the rest of the show for Rancid and the entire um, Rage Against the Machine show. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. It was I saw Rage Against the Machine ever on Acid. Can I, can I say that on your podcast? Hell yeah, uh, you can say that. Uh, so listen, at Lollapalooza, I was sitting in the chair with my buddy in his chairs while while Rage Against the Machine was going on. And he like called for a riot and people like rushed the, uh, I was in the VIP section. Uh, they rushed that and all the security guards were all hitting everybody with like uh, brass knuckles and spray and mace. And there was this huge chaotic riot going on around me. And I was just sitting in a chair like, freaked out and, but also having a really good time like this is awesome and i think that was in the early 90s so yeah most of the really good shows that i saw were in the in the 90s but um i'm going to now that we're back open uh i'm going to some really good shows this year probably yeah who are you into now uh let me think um uh, i'm going to see dinosaur jr in november nice. that's pretty cool yeah, it's, it's the loudest acoustic show that I've ever been to was Jay Massis at City Winery in Nashville. It was so loud. What? And Lucinda Williams was there and uh, we're, we were on the menu there. So I got to got to chill with everybody. Um, so that was cool. Is that something Garrett Pitler hooked you up with? Uh, no. Uh, who was it? Actually, I don't even remember who the chef was, but he was he was already. Well, Kristen was there for a while, wasn't she? Yeah, I think everybody's done a tenure at the old city winery. Uh, they have some good shows there sometimes. Yeah. You know? um, In Nashville, think, we had 328 Performance Hall. Uh, yeah. Do you remember so, that? Um, I'm, Maybe. You know, I've only been in Nashville 10 years. So, so no, 328 no. used to be on 4th Avenue next to a place called The Jungle, which was like the only gay bar in the entire city. And it cool. held like... 800 people and it was like i saw danzig there uh, which was probably the most you saw danzig at the gay bar no they were at 328 oh. performance hall i saw the foo fighters uh with eddie vetter um huh. a long long time i mean this was 94 93 94 okay in this tiny little place those are very first tour get to hang out meet dave girl the whole thing a lot of cool shows in nashville 320 wow. is kind of like that place in austin you're talking about it's kind of like in nashville if you knew 328 performance hall yeah, You're old school Nashville. See, I'm not old school Nashville, but I'm getting there. You yeah, know, man. I really found a home in East Nashville. East Nashville is like is is I is my home, and it I love the people in East Nashville. Everyone who lives there, everyone who works there, I want to be associated with East Nashville for the rest of my life. That's where I want to be. Uh, I don't want to move anywhere else. I don't want to be anywhere else. I if I can never leave East Nashville, I for like even one minute, I would. I love it there. It's my home. It's my people. I love it. Yeah, I, East Nashville is is really amazing. I, I'm every time I go to East Nashville, I, you, there's a feeling when you go to East Nashville. It's just awesome. It's just a, I feel comfortable. I love it. 
I, yeah. I, don't know. I just I just love it. Um, all right. Yeah. So what are we missing? Did I miss anything here? What are we because we're we're at that time. We uh yeah, we covered a lot of bases here. So sh- yeah, charcuterie, uh we're Gifford's Bacon is oh the bacon shop and Prime South Meats is the other company we own. Um we're gonna s- sell charcuterie uh to restaurants and hotels. So if you want charcuterie, the best way to to do that for me is just to hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and start a conversation and let's talk about it. Is it at and, Gifford's Bacon? Yeah, uh, Facebook or I'm telling you, the best way to talk to me is on Facebook or Instagram. Just Nathan Gifford on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, okay. hit me up, and we'll talk about it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Ooh. gonna. Um, you can see right there on the screen. It is uh, at Nathan Gifford. Uh, mm-hmm. how you're gonna find him and uh don't call find him on uh instagram yeah. or facebook don't call me i'm Send not gonna answer message. the phone i don't yeah just hit me up on the instagram or facebook and we'll talk or and come to a party we'll come to one of his parties yeah, yeah. come to a party you'll have a really nice time and we'll have lots of fun and that's yeah. what we're all about so go follow him on his social media sites. Go follow him on Facebook. Follow Giffords Bacon. Follow Prime South Meats. Follow at Nathan Gifford. And he will be posting all of the things. Be posting pictures of his dogs, too. And um, Putting in Lulu and, yeah, and my wife, Nicole. And the wife, Nicole. So all of that stuff. Nathan, I can't tell you enough how much I appreciate not only you as a human being, but you as somebody who I consider to be a friend I've loved getting to, you know, of all the pandemic stuff that's gone on, you know, all the insanity, getting to know all these people that I'm interviewing. And I didn't know you before the pandemic. And now I feel like I do. And I'm proud and honored to call you a friend. Thank you for that. Thank you for coming on the show again. That's awesome. That's super nice of you to say. Uh, The feeling's mutual, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. Wait, you're not done yet. I'm not letting you off the hook yet. To end every single show, I ask my guest to leave us with a final word. And it sounds like you kind of just did a second ago. You said, I love East Nashville. I never want to leave. Do you have a final word that you would, whatever you want to say, like a Jerry's final thought, anything you want to say, the the floor is yours, whatever you want to say for as long as you want to say it. Uh, you know, the only thing that I want to say is thank you so much for all the love and support that you give uh, me and the bacon company. I don't take it for granted. I'm super humble and grateful uh, for everything. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. We're the, at, the, at the bacon compound, all of us, we're, I, we're the luckiest. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I'm still here. I'm, still, I'm alive. I'm doing it. Um, I have super love for everybody. Um, and, and that's it. I'm just going to keep having as much fun as I possibly can. And, uh, yeah. That's all I love I got. It, cool, man. Thank you again, Thanks, Nathan Gifford, for joining us today on Nashville Restaurant Radio. Okay, there it is. Nathan Gifford, there's some audio issues in there and some different things, but you hung with it. Thank you so much for listening and watching today. You, if you're not, if you're only listening to this and not watching it, please go to YouTube.com. Check out YouTube channel uh, Nashville Restaurant Radio. 
Thank you guys for watching. We hope that you are being safe. Love you guys. Bye.